In today's episode, once again, we're speaking to the amazing Christina Snyder. She is a creative force in the business world as the founder and CEO of Snyder. She uses her creativity to represent artists, illustrators, animators, and visual artists from around the world. Prior to founding Snyder, Christina started two successful companies, both in the field of creativity. Her belief is that creativity is at the core of everything we do, and it connects us to some something higher than that can be accessed and used for personal growth. Christina is a former photographer and travel writer and has mended through creative communities in New York since she arrived from her native Sweden. And in today's episode, we're speaking to Christina about how you can parlay every opportunity into the next using creativity. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the beautiful, the wonderful, the charming Christina Snyder. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much, Gul. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for coming back. We had such a fantastic conversation with you on Friday Feature that we have to have you back on Money Talkies. And um, Christina, everyone's heard how amazing you are once again, but please, in your own words, share with us what it is that you do. Um, I am the founder and CEO of Snyder, which is a uh, uh, artist representation agency. Um, and we also do creative production uh, in the animation category. Fantastic. And that actually leads me on to our topic today. So we did find out that throughout your journey, as we did on the fire feature, you've used your intuition quite a bit. So we thought we'll ask you and talk to you about how to parlay every opportunity into the next to um but into the next using your creativity exactly what you've done in your life so talk us through well, first of all can you give us the definition of the word parlay parlay means it's a betting term and it's spelled p-a-r-l-a-y it's not that complicated it's really a betting term where you take a bet and you take the winnings from that bet and you um, put it on the next bet so it's really um it's really a, a creative way of thinking in steps like this step leads to this step which leads to that step etc and how have you used this in your life talk us through that quickly again i have used it basically from scratch when i showed up in new york city i had a few things going for me i had a boyfriend that's a place to live I had some experience in editorial work and photography. So I looked around for a job uh, in that realm, which eventually led me to starting an agency representing photography, which in turn then turned into what I um, what I have today, which is uh, Snyder, um, a sort of leading force in the uh, animation and illustration industry. So it's my journey has really started over here and kind of gone like this and ended up over here and with every step I've tried to be very uh, brave use my intuition and um, just think about things in a creative way 
Okay, so how does one start or even try and apply this principle? So how does one parlay every opportunity into the next? What's the process? I, I have three takeaways sort of for for my concept of parlay. And that's mm. uh, simply think about what is the worst going to happen if you try. If you jump in, a, in the cold water, what is the worst that can happen? Are you going to sink? Can you swim? Most often, it's we are f- afraid of failing, and that's why we stop short. Yeah. Like, oh, I can never do that. So, limiting thoughts, I think, should go out to w- out the window, and you should always be curious about what would happen. Because what is the worst that could happen? Are you going to die? No, probably not. And so that's one thing. The other thing, uh, which is actually on a poster that I have in my office, it's, it says Begin Anyhow, and it's by this wonderful artist, Lisa Congdon, that I love. Um, so Begin Anyhow. Often we think about this has to happen before I do this. And if you just have that in mind, that you just begin anyhow um, and use your creativity to think like, what can I do now without having a million dollars without, you know, having an office, without all of these things that we perceive as necessary, then I think exciting things can happen. The other and the third thing um, is that it's never too late, especially for uh, women, uh, you know, that are a little bit older. Uh, I'm not 20. I'm not 30 even. But I started at a late age, you know, I started Uh, in my 50s to become successful. And I think about my father. Uh, My father was a painter, very creative, but he spent his uh, days, you know, his day job was being a philosophy teacher. So his, his creative journey started when he turned 50. He started painting and he did landscape paintings and he was very, very accomplished by the time he passed. And so he sold his work, he exhibited. I have my house is everywhere is his his work and I think of him as an inspiration because he's a success story to me he started just following his creative drive and and wanted to see what happened Mm -hmm. and then you you could also say like he's not in museums he's not in collections but his work really had impact so never too late those are the three things like what's the worst that can happen uh try begin anyway and it's never too late that I think those are all three valid points, and I really do love that. I, think, I do think this: it's you're never too early, you're never too late. You're at the right time uh, to begin whatever it is that you feel at the right time, because universe is never late. Universe is never early. Uh, I think the stories we tell ourselves: I'm too young, or I'm too old, are just stories <laughs> we, we tell ourselves to hold ourselves back. Yeah, and and there's one more thing I wanted to mention. I have a, a great uh, woman in my life. Her name is Andrea Sampson. And she said something to me the other day that is so true. It's also about your interaction with the universe. Mm. She said, we're all lights in this universe. And sometimes we dim our lights and sometimes we shine brightly. So it's like, if you shine brightly, if you turn it on, my light is here. People will find you. Opportunities will find you as well. Mm. So I really believe that. And it's such a beautiful saying. I do agree. I, I think it is. I think a lot of the times we limit our own abilities. We limit our own uh, opportunities. 
And um, and there are reasons for that. We have emotional traumas which hold us back, and there's a, there's various reasons for that. So this is why I, I work. When I work with people and money, I don't go on the normal affirmations, do this and this and this, um, goal setting and everything. So those are valid and important, but it's more to do with your emotional traumas, which makes us dim our light, which makes us not take those up, you know, next steps. But a lot of the times, general generally, we need to take a step back and. First of all, we decide what we want. I think when I was listening to your story on Friday Feature, the thing that came through numerous times was you had an idea or a gut feeling, I want to do this, or I want to pivot in this way, or I want to do this. And then you took action on them. Now, I remember you you mentioned something in passing, mm-hmm. the story with your, yeah. instead of with, with money that happened to you after 9-11. Can you share, us that, share the story with us? What happened and how did you overcome it? Yeah, certainly. So in uh, when 9-11 happened, uh, I, my husband and I lived in Soho, uh, which is, you know, half a mile from the site. And so I was alone in the apartment. My husband was in our, our country house. Uh, I heard the plane, well, the first plane go over the house and I watched it on TV. I was really uh, scared, lonely, didn't know what to do. I grabbed my bag and I just started walking towards Penn Station, tried to get on the train to get upstate, and it was everything was closed. Um, I went back to my apartment and the next day I got out. So that really traumatized me in a in a severe way. I I all of a sudden had this intense fear of money. I couldn't open bills. I couldn't I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't open mail for the longest time, probably a good four or five years afterwards. Wow. Um, as, as a result, it was like it was chaos. And I got into financial uh, really big trouble because of it. That was later resolved. But what did I what did how did I handle this? I it took me years to get to a place where I could look at my bank account. For some reason, everything was about money invoices, bills, and all of that. And at the same time, I ran a business. I had to be professional uh, to the outside. Um, So what I did after, I think, four years, I asked a friend of mine, Ryan, who still works in my company, uh, to help me to sort through the bags and bags of statements that I had in my office, sort it through, help me organize it, see what was due, see what, just organize my finances. So that was step step one. Um, And that actually worked out really well because I did get out of the financial trouble, not only that, but I also got out of the mindset of like, oh my God, I can't look. I was like, I can't look at my account. Uh, So I trained myself to really like be interested in money and to take charge of it. And eventually that led to where I am today, where I'm like, I'm I'm like wheeling and dealing and looking at, uh, you know, bank accounts and I can do anything. I'm saving, I'm investing, I'm doing all of the stuff that I should have done probably 10 years ago uh, or 20. Um, So I trained myself to be on top of money and to be interested in money and to see it as not self-worth as a number, just like a number. It's just a number. Uh, and that actually helped me to, to sort of, I don't know how to say it, but to take away the stress and the stigma about uh, the experience that I've been through in 9-11. It was intensely shameful for me not to be able to manage uh, our family's money in the right way. So um, I took pride in it in the, in the end. And I think that's really important um, as a woman. I have been an earner all my life. And to be sort of... Pr- 
proud of the fact that I'm taking care of my family. I mean, if I was a man, I would be proud of that and say, look what I'm doing. Uh, my husband is an artist. Uh, I had skills and I went to work to put those skills, you know, into to money. So I, I also have little rituals that I do now. Uh, and I, you know, I, my wallet is always green because green is money. I handle money to get power from it. And it's like all that sort of mystical things are also part of my my journey, I believe. And the most important thing that I've gotten to, I was so afraid, so afraid. And now I'm not at all afraid. I'm, mm. I'm welcoming it, like bring it on, you know. So that's that's part of my story. And I thought it would be interesting to tell you this because this is what you do. You, yeah. you work with people like me, that I, who I was 22 years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it, everything you mentioned, um, it doesn't surprise me. First of all, the fact that you had, you come from an academic background. And so academics have this inert need to shame money to to distrust yes. money to to push money and if your parents are academics and you've been an academic you're going to be doing that as well and for some reason and they associate money with corruption and dumb people and uneducated people etc etc which isn't the case um, yeah educated people make money uneducated money it has nothing to do with education but it's because um, I come from the academic background I know I know exactly how that feels so that's one thing they have to deal with and if you when you go through a severe trauma like this, now I'm glad you mentioned this. It's very difficult for people to understand how a trauma like 9/11 could impact your money. Most people would think, well, what's that going to do with money? Why are you upset with money? Right, right. Whereas where where I come from, everything is related to money. Why? Because everything's related to your emotions, and how you do one thing is how you do another. And when you get traumatized like that, when you are fearful. What you've done is gone ahead and flipped the switch. It's no longer safe for you in this body and have safety and security around here. And the only form of safety and security that we know in when, when we're adults, apart from, you know, or instant like that, is through money. So if mm. we have lost our safety and security, then we will actually mimic that in our finances because we'll make sure that we don't have any safety and security with our money. And if we're not in that financially dire situation, we will create an environment, not, not looking at your bills, not yeah. asking for it, not, not creating that abundance in your life, not actually creating money. And actually all of those actions would actually spiral downwards, creating that insecurity around money, which you didn't have before, but you have now. Because now your money is reflecting your ideas about like it's not safe for me to be here. It's not safe for me to be in this body. It's not safe for me to be here right now. A lot of people do that. And I talk about this quite a lot in, in savings and, and debt, by the way. Yeah. Debt and yeah. savings are, are they're, they're not exactly two sides of the same coin. People think they are, but they're not. Saving is, uh, is where you're not allowed to have safety and security in this life. Debt mm. is when you have some sort of shame and you mimic it in your life. So debt is more to do with humiliation and shame and saving has to do with lack of um, support uh, and uh, safety and security, two different energies. And we deal with both of them separately for this reason. And what you're saying to me explains to me, well, you know, I don't, I don't, how was your debt? Mm. How did your debt, did you, how was your debt in around that time as well? You know, that's interesting because we bought a house, like a, really basic house at the time in 2020. So right before uh, 9-11 and we had, we had nothing, we have no debt. 
we had our credit scores was like 800 billion or something. And I mean, it was incredible because I didn't understand being from Sweden that it, to have a credit score, you have to have credit. I, I was like clueless when I came, but I built up our credit and we had a brilliant score. And so at the time, uh, I mean, it, it was not even like uh, on my mind how to handle things like that. Okay. So the reason yeah. why I asked you was because yeah, because you, know, you haven't mentioned debt once. So debt wasn't an issue then. Debt uh, is associated with the shame and humiliation. That's why if you ever suffered any kind of abuse, physical, verbal, financial, sexual, uh, or emotional abuse, you will also have, and which comes with humiliation, then debt becomes an issue for you, which is a lifelong issue. And it doesn't matter if you're 50, 60, 100. I've seen it yeah. pop up every aspect of people's life until they've actually addressed their core root, which is humiliation. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. But safety and security for you was, and that's why the saving became an issue, and that's why having normal income became an issue. And that has to be fixed first. It doesn't mean that you don't make money. It means money comes and money goes. There's no channel for money to stay and grow in your life. And this is what you you say. So it's not surprising to me that because of that trauma, it impacted your money, which is, which is, but for most people who would be, they'd be thinking, well, how does it work? But this is what I do all the time. I deal with traumas which are relevant um, to your life and that are impacting money. So most people have all the talent, all the intelligence, all the skills, all the tools they need to make a million a month. If they're not yeah. making it, it's because of some, either they don't have the need or the, or the belief, but that that is also related to the fact that they have these traumas and we sort of work with them. And this is why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what you say about, you know, um, academics is certainly true. Remember, I'm Swedish as well. Yeah. So uh, in Sweden, you don't talk about money. You can't really like uh, discuss it. Maybe that was liberating to me also coming to America because here it's New York is the capital of money in my yeah. point of view. And, and it's it, it was like, oh, great. So this is not forbidden anymore. It's not verboten to 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 be interested in money. So, but you see how it's duality. It's like the the, yeah. the trauma of 9-11 that pushed me into this. And then I pulled myself out and now I'm here. And now money doesn't define me. I, I'm not wealthy by any means. But if I were to tell myself 30 years ago when I came to New York uh, that one day you will own a house and you will have this, you will have a company, you will have six people in your company. That would have been like... And I actually remember distinct, my first job, I worked for a French woman who had a photo agency. We talked about cameras, talked about a Leica, which at the time was very expensive and all the pros used Leicas. And I said something to effect uh, at a lunch table, well, I'll never own one anyway because I'll never afford it. And she looked at me and said, that is so stupid. How do you know? How can you have such limited beliefs? And I was, of course, uh, taken aback, but very good observation. So limiting thoughts around money, it's something that I really try actively to work against now. Like I really try to define it and kind of uh, diffuse it. And I wish I would have met you 22 years ago, Go. That would have been amazing. 
Yes, it would have been. You probably weren't even born. No, <laughs> so. I wish. I wish yes. I was born 22 years ago. I was at uni at that time, so I was definitely born and live and kicking. But yes, I, I, but I wasn't doing this kind of work then. Uh, but I had to go through my life journey to be, become aware of the traumas that, you know, that I could overcome in my life that I'm now able yeah. to help in my clients' lives. I think this is everyone's life is a journey that teaches you yeah. the things and skills and gives you the skills required to, to live your life's purpose. And this is why, even though coaching for me and this podcast, um, you know, series yeah. and everything else, it's their passion projects because my main business is actually in um, trading and property. Those are the two businesses that I really focus on because they that's to create generational wealth. But my coaching is what gives me the passion. And I think that's yeah. something else we should do. We should add into this. If you're passionate about what you do, you will find inspirational um, tweaks here and there or nuggets here and there. Or your, 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 your higher self, your intuition will push you in certain directions. And I, I'm going to mention here that there's something that happened recently. So as we're talking during this podcast, I'm actually coming out of COVID. And I'm actually, it's really knocked me out for six. And my, my, energy, my energy has just literally collapsed. And I've done a few hours today and I'm, I'm already feeling tired. However, when I yeah. was doing my regular session with my clients on, on the Sunday, I, I, I've tested for COVID, I was tested COVID on Monday. So that's when I began to realize I actually did have COVID. I had developed the symptoms on Friday. By Sunday, I was knocked out for six. I was just doing the safe. I, kept, I, kept, I couldn't keep awake. I kept falling asleep. And then um, I had my normal weekly mastermind session at 8 p.m. I, I got up half an hour before, um, had a cup of tea and sat down. And I promise you, the, the two hours that we did the session, sometimes we were not about an hour and a half or coming close to two hours. I was on top of my game. I don't know what questions there were asked and how beautifully answered. And that's we delivered the best, one of the best Q&A sessions because these are conversations we can have depending on people's questions. And then as soon as I was ended, I'm back to being half dead on the sofa again. So when you're passionate about something, as you are with your photography and then your other businesses, something inside of you takes over, even when you are not physically there, and allows you to create that beautiful business or that, that service that you provide to your clients. I don't see my coaching as a business. I see it as a way for me to serve people. Mm, mm, yeah. And so this is where, you know, device energy comes and takes over. Business, I see the other ones. They're the ones that give me headache. They're the ones that I'm like, oh, my God. And at times, there was a time a few weeks ago, I, my property business had given me so much headache with the tenants and other things and builders and whatnot. I promise you, I was, you know, I, I, I would collapse, come back when I would have my sessions with my, my clients. I would pick up and the, the, my, my coaching kept me going. So sometimes you need to do something which makes you happy. Don't necessarily makes you that much money. My coaching is—it could make me that much money, but I don't—I don't want it to be focused for me or to be just about making money. I don't want to be making a million a month on my coaching yet and have that as the focus. Focus. I'd rather do this where I'm happy and in doing it because I love it, not for the money sake. Because money, I know. Is I understand. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Because that. That experience that you described with the not feeling great, but still sort of coming on. Do you ever feel that you're connected to a higher power when you when you get into that mode? Always, you, always, yeah? always. So when I do my energy clearings, um, I always say, I always attribute this to the energy clearings to device synergy. 
I see myself as a medium. So my energy acts as a catalyst. And when we people come into my container and we do these, these really powerful energy clearings, I did one recently, basically. I still have COVID um, on this Sunday gone. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still had it. So it was, it was, a, I think, day nine, but I was still knocked out for six. I'm still taking over. So it was still, uh, you know, still not my my fully self. And uh, when I did the energy clearing again, I I didn't, I, did, I thought I wouldn't be able to speak as, as much because my throat was, you know, really tired and so forth. Yet something came over me and I did, again, did one of the, one of the most powerful energy clearings. But then it wasn't me. It was device's energy. It was my connection with divine synergy and allowing universal energy to work through my body and allow that for people to you know, experience the energy clearings. And that's how it works. I don't, well, this is why I think when people connect to their higher selves and they really get in tune with their life purpose and what they're passionate about, that's when universal energy is able to work through you. I don't feel that I'm doing this on my own. I don't think I have the capacity. I'm, I'm too smaller and too insignificant mm. as, an, as an entity. It's universal energy which comes through me. It makes my energy expanded and able to help those around me. It keeps me humble and it keeps me confident. I know that I'm not alone. Universal energy is working through me, so I know I can deliver the results. At the same time, there's yeah. no bragging like I'm the best because I'm the XYZ because I know it's not me it's someone else it's divine energy working through yeah and I I I struggle how to describe this when I get ideas you know I I also feel that my creativity and my direction uh when talking to people sometimes at our team meetings or I'm talking to my coach or or something it's it's sort of like a download from somewhere else exactly yeah, and I, I think of the creativity, how, how to access it, and parlay is part of that too, like the parlay concept of like uh, impulses, ideas, um, I think it, it has to do with your your openness, uh, maybe your spirituality, but it sounds a little too muddled to me. I often get uh, this feeling when I when I walk, when my legs are going like this. So I think there's a mind, body, spiritual connection that I it, haven't it, defined yet. It yeah. is, but it does, it does, it's not dependent on you walking. It's not dependent on you sitting at your chair, your desk. It's dependent on how open and receptive you are at any given moment in time. What happens is, you know, a lot of people get inspiration when they're doing mundane tasks like ironing and washing the dishes or going in the shower. Reason why? Because our logical mind is always interfering in our receptivity. Okay, how does that work? And how can that work? And how can this work? Right. It's when our conscious mind drops off and goes, oh, this is too boring. I can't be bothered to think about this now. It, It takes itself out of the picture that's when we can start listening and hearing our intuition. So our intuition speaks to us all the time, all the time. It never stops. However, we only understand or we only hear our intuition when our conscious mind is not interfering. Quiet, right. And, and it's quiet. And that usually happens. It happens to different people in different ways. For me, it's it's in the shower or because I do a lot of meditations. I'm in the meditative state. Or when I'm doing, again, for me, mundane tasks, like I'm kids' school uniform if my, if my cleaners hasn't come around or something. Or, you know, tidying up after, I'm a, I'm a cleaning freak, so I clean up after the cleaners. So I'm doing any things like that, you know, doing bits and bobs, stuff like that. But it's when I'm not using my brain, my mm-hmm. conscious mind, yeah. to think. So I yeah. don't get inspiration sitting at my desk. I never do that. I do tasks at my desk. 
I get inspirations away from my desk. It's, right. it's when you are opening your mind and allowing devices energy to, you know, the, all the information is there. If you imagine yourself, if you, and for those of you watching on the YouTube can see me do this. If you're watching or listening to the podcast, I apologize. You know, when we look, when we, this is available on YouTube, do go and have a look. This is you as a person, as a human being. You are, have your, your, and you're, you're connected to what I call, this is your soul. Okay, so this is your human conscious mind which communicates with your soul. Your soul is then connected to everything and everything, everything. So it has knowledge of everything that was, is, or will be in the future. And it's it's all there. Now, it's trying to talk to you at all times. However, there's a mismatch because your mind goes there, goes there. It's, it's juggling all the time. <laughs> It's, right. when, it's when it's quiet, when it's like, this is usually just before you go to sleep or just before you wake up, or when you're doing some mundane tasks like walking or, um, no, I would say walking is mundane, but it's, it, it knocks you out. You don't have to actively be thinking about something. You can just go take a, take a walk or you're doing ironing or cleaning or something else, which it doesn't, your mind thinks, well, this is too boring for me. I can't be bothered. It switches off. That's when it comes into alignment with yourself. That's such a wonderful way to explain it. I'm it's really great. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to say one thing that explains to me exactly why. In my old office on uh, Broadway, there was a store a block away called Daffy's. It's a low chain where they just tons of stuff hanging on hangers on round racks. And when I was like, my brain is overloaded. I used to run to Daffy's and look through clothes like hangers, hangers, hangers. It just look through something, do something with my hands. And that was my way to like do exactly what you're describing. So I was in Daffy's every other day, just like relaxing, relaxing, relaxing. It was really, it's really funny to think about, but yeah. That, it but makes that, a lot of sense. But it was your way to switch off the... Yes, yes. Normally, it's, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. It's just all over the place. And if you think of if your brain waves, that is when your brain is in mid to high beta brain waves. When we're in high beta brain waves, we're in flight and fight mode. So that's when we're stressed. Um, in the old caveman days, that's when the beer is after us. In today's day and age, the, the finances are going crazy. Why our, our yeah. client or our, our um, staff is just driving us nuts. Well, something's happening where we are in flight and fright mode. So brainwaves are too high. And that's when your brain's like, there's no way you can listen to your intuition. It's only when you went into Daffy's and you quietened the mind, it was Correct. able to get inspiration from the higher self. Now, remember, your higher self has knowledge of everything ever ever been ever will be or you know it's it's there time time doesn't exist as we understand time exists the past present and future coexist all together universal energy has knowledge of everything that ever was ever will be and that information is available to your soul that's when your soul is able to communicate to you and you understand oh okay so all of a sudden you've been talking you've been thinking 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 about a problem and you can't figure it out go to sleep and in the morning you said oh I need to speak to Mark because Mark knows Jack and Jack can help me with this. My Daffy's habit explains. I mean, it's like amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, on that note, it's been a yeah. wonderful conversation with you, Christina. Christina, tell us, where can we connect with you? How can we find you? 
I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, and I'm on Instagram. My handle is aka underscore Christina Snyder, and it's spelled last name is S-N-Y-D-E-R. And our website is wearesnyder.com, where you can see illustrators and animators and creative projects uh, created by our fantastic roster of artists. Wonderful. So if you are listening to the podcast, the links Christina just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have her links also. Check her out. She is awesome. And do connect with her on Instagram. And so today, thank you for being such an interesting guest and have and it's been such a fantastic conversation to have with you. Thank you so much. Yes, Christina. fantastic. Thank you, Go. It's been a pleasure completely on my side. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Christina today on Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest. I'm learning from them and finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.